What is going on, guys, and welcome to the Maker Made Podcast, the pod about woodworking, content creation, running a business, and whatever else we come up with. Hosted by myself, Tyler of Westfall Woodco, and my best friend Brian from Dogwood Custom Builds. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, my brother? Welcome back. Dude, I can't help but just get quite excited when i hear that intro song not gonna lie yeah that took us like six months to just figure out that song (laughs) (laughs) neither of us were happy with with uh, any of the options and then we came upon that one yeah and it was perfect and the rest is history but yeah dude so uh how you doing after the uh thanksgiving hangover and all that fun stuff It, it was good um i'm kind of just i had all my family over uh and we had thanksgiving dinner we actually ate in the shop I put up uh, three six-foot tables, and all 14 of us ate out there. Um, My house is just not conducive to large um, gatherings (laughs) like that. So, ate out there, um, shot the BB gun, shot some beer cans with the kids, niece and nephews, and uh, now I'm just, Monday after Thanksgiving is always the worst. Um, Yeah, major drag. It's it's definitely a, um, well, okay, back to uh, reality here, and... um, just getting back into the swing of things with work and all that. So, yeah, it was a great weekend, though. A lot to be thankful for. And uh, just excited that we are doing our our um, bi-monthly episode. <laughs> How many people did you have over there? Uh, 14, including myself. Sheesh. So, yeah. That's crazy. It was fun. It was, it was uh, worth it. And we had a blast, so. So did everyone drive out there or fly yep. or what was So my uh, sister and her husband drove down from Wisconsin. Mom and dad drove down from uh, Ohio with my great aunt. And then my brother, his wife, and four kids and dog drove up from uh, Florida. So I was Jeez. the uh, I was the most uh, central-ish location. Um, and uh, it worked out. Yeah, that sounds like it worked out pretty well. It's pretty cool that you guys are able to gather even from being so far away. Yeah, it was it was awesome that my family yeah my family was willing to uh, to make all those drives because it's it's not easy. But how about you? <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, some of my family couldn't make the fifteen minute travel to my house for Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. That's a, that's a story <laughs> for another day. But uh, everything went great. It's it's kind of hard on my end because. Um, I come from a split family. Uh, my parents divorced, obviously. And uh, so, I mean, we're talking. Well, not only do I have a split family, but Haley also has a split family. So we're talking four Thanksgivings minimum. I think this year we technically did six because we had like a Friendsgiving at our house, kind of like a housewarming thing. And then we had one for like a set of grandparents that can't really be in groups, I guess. And then my dad, my mom, her dad, her mom. So it's just, it's a lot. Holidays are not easy, to be honest with you. Have you but, seen the uh, Four Christmases uh, movie? No, I don't think so. Okay. It's pretty funny. You, you get a kick out of it, I think. Got added to the list? Yep. I think, yeah. Added to the list, the nebulous list that doesn't exist that you're not going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll check it out. But I, I feel that. Cool. Um, but I can see that being really stressful. Um, yeah, especially it is what it is. Different places and all that. yeah we rolled the punches and we kind of got a good system down but it's never easy like i said but we got through it 
we will continue to get through it and it's very nice to still be able to gather with those who can partake you know sometimes there's a little bit of family drama which was a little less than ideal but i'm kind of to the point where you know i i truthfully just don't care in certain aspects of it you know like yeah so like if you're not gonna come don't come that's that i'm gonna continue to enjoy myself and have a good time not gonna let it bring me down that's kind of food and nap right exactly but uh yeah so now that's all over with and like you said just kind of back right back into the grind um there's no real easy way yeah i made they said you weren't gonna be busy What's up yeah, with that? that's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's honestly a mistake on my end. You know, it's just a combination of not doing a good job turning down work and then uh, some jobs taking longer than expected and it kind of just snowballs into the next one, which is a little less than ideal. Um, but yeah, that's been a really big issue with me. Truthfully, it's a, it's a mistake is what it is. Um, I'm not, I, I did not plan very well. Um, and then, you know, on top of getting holiday orders for like all the templates and then people who want small wood projects has not been easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't been able to take on as much as I would like to in that regard because I did want to make sure that I freed up time this holiday season to have like small gifts. You know, like you did coasters last year and whatnot. Yeah. I wanted to have like a handful of ready-made cutting boards that I just made on my free time and some epoxy boards and yada, yada, yada. Another year goes by where I am not doing that. <laughs> So, and granted, this is the first year that I'm not doing that because I have such large projects on my plate. It's not like 20 sets of cornhole boards, you know, we're talking 12 foot long built-ins that I'm just started working on and uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff. Just keep it busy, really. And like I said, it's unfortunate that I have let it build up to this point where inevitably there will be a breaking point, but try my best to manage it the best I can. Having Chris in the shop has really helped. Chris has been helping me pretty consistently this year, or I guess the back end of this year. Yeah. Um, so that's been really cool. And it's kind of like added a new dynamic and has taken a lot off my plate, but it's also brought a lot of stress to my plate as well, to be completely honest. Yeah. How so? Adding In terms of adding stress? Well, <coughs> excuse me. Like right now, for example, I'm recording this in my office uh, and Chris is actively out in the shop right now. Um, working on a project that has not gone as smooth as we would have liked, but, um, and it's one of those things where like, I feel like if I had my hands on it, it probably would have gone smoother, but Chris is also vastly expanding his skill set by taking this on himself. I have a ton of faith in him to do it himself. Uh, but we've had like a couple small communication issues on this one in particular, which it happens. And that's kind of part of, uh, giving up that, uh, control. You know, whereas every single project only touches my hands until it's in the client's hands. So now I just, I had to learn to rely on other people to pull off what I need to pull off. And it's been a big learning process. So all in all, you know, we're talking like 2% of inconvenience caused versus 98% being able to take on more work, having more success, getting things done faster, quicker, easier, all that fun adjectives. So that's just growing pains is what I would chalk that up to. Yeah, that's kind of neat though. I, I I had someone, one of the guys at work came to use the drum sander. It was uh, it was funny because I never work with someone in the shop, and the drum sander is an awkward little dance if you're by yourself <laughs> with big cutting boards. And yep. uh, he was just like passing them over to me. Um, I was doing two of mine, and we were doing one of his. And when we got done, he like picked up a broom and just started sweeping around the, around the shop and like putting stuff away. 
I'm like, dang, this is nice. This is so this nice. Is like, nice. I can't afford to pay you. Right. But, excuse me. Uh, but then he just well, it's it funny to pay. It it's funny it. you say that. Right, right. It's funny you say that though, because I remember you had asked me uh, several months ago, probably like after Chris had been working with me for a couple months, and you were like, "How do you like? How does that like? Is that worth the money you pay him to have him around?" And uh, honestly, he can make so many, 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 many more mistakes, and it would still be worth having him around just due to his skill. And there, there's been a lot of jobs that I wouldn't have taken on if I didn't have Chris with me. So we're talking. So to answer that question is yes, mm-hmm. it's definitely worth it. And it might take a little while to like a realize that or B see the upside of it. Um, especially when, you know, something could go wrong that, you know, wouldn't have happened if you were in the shop. But, you know, like I said, just goes back to growing pains and him getting used to my shop, me getting used to have someone in my shop and getting a good workflow down. So I mean, it's Chris, fun. Chris is a smart dude too, though. Like once it might take him longer to do something once. But once he does it, like, boom, and it's in the toolbox. Right. And now, you know, you don't have to supervise or worry uh, moving forward. So uh, Totally. Yeah, so, so, Chris, for, for those listeners that don't know Chris, Chris has a background in construction, um, which makes him a serious asset when it comes to field work, I think, is probably his biggest asset. Um, just because he's used to working in uh conditions you know like unsquare walls or out of square walls and things like that so when i do these built-ins and floating shelves and stuff (laughs) he's got um, yeah nothing is square so he's got all kinds of workarounds he can use he can do some crazy things with a circular saw or a jigsaw on the field something that i would never even attempt so having that outlook in my tool bag so to speak is so valuable and he's saved my butt on so many jobs nice that's awesome yeah but that's that's that. I mean, it all it ultimately comes down to. Obviously, I need to make sure that I'm able to pay him. I can afford to pay him. So you know, my pricing has changed in jobs. Um, I have to think a little differently in terms of like planning hours and whatnot because now I'm paying two guys, myself and him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all in all, it's been fantastic. It's been a, a very good help. But I also had my confidence has gotten too high, and that's how I've ended up in the same cycle of having way too much work on my plate. Uh, but we're working through it. Yeah, the only time I think I've ever thought about hiring someone or paying someone to do something is um, those coasters last year. Uh, and we've talked about it a thousand times, but I just could not <laughs> fathom making another coaster. And they were just selling so well. Um, but that's not like a forever market. Like you doing built-ins and bigger like install stuff inside the house Uh, like not only is that a bigger payday than a $50 set of coasters um, but it's also like continue business because someone's going to see that built in and then word of mouth uh, pass it on Um, right I've been on such a cold streak right now with selling stuff and to be totally honest making stuff like if I'm not selling stuff I have no desire to be out there making anything Mm -hmm. um and then that paired with my newfound obsession with hunting, um, all of my, all of my spare time, I'm like just out like out in the woods walking around. Um, uh, but yeah, so I got to get, you know, <laughs> we say this, you and I have both said this multiple times, but got to get something, got to do something just to get the the gears grind and just to 
plunk off some of that rust and just get excited about it because mm-hmm. right now it's just you know holiday season's busy work's busy um other hobbies you know th- it has fallen to the wayside for me and if i can clear out some inventory um buy some cool new material and hopefully you know get some cool bigger projects going because that's the that's the goal is really to get back into tables and stuff mm-hmm. that's where the money yeah at. And what you said about like finding like a new inspiration or doing something that kind of sparks that interest again is I had a big moment like that like two weeks ago, um, building that urn with a 3D mm-hmm. carve on the front. Oh, yeah. Man, it had been several months taking a project from beginning to end on my own where I haven't had Chris working on it at all. Um, and I've just sat down and grinded it out myself. Uh, and that was so fulfilling. Like I had lost touch with that passion like you said uh i had forgotten what it's like to like have that sense of accomplishment of doing something from beginning to end under your own power and i had like three it was one of those projects where after chris went home for the day i you know took a little break or whatever and then later that evening i went out in the shop and just vibed out had some music going i think i might have had a tv on at some point and was just figuring it out going with steps. I didn't write anything down. I just kind of winged it in that sense. Um, yeah, and it came out so perfectly. That's awesome. And I, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, so that was huge for me. I don't know when our last episode was aired, but I, I did do a couple sets of hand cut dovetails, which I've been talking about for years. Um, mm-hmm. And that was super fulfilling. Um, and it just became one of those things that unless I got you know, $500 worth of chisels and then sharpen them for 10 hours. Um, it just won't be, it won't be like amateur even. Um, so, uh, like the results you mean? Yeah. Like the results were fine, but in order to get even like to a moderate level of, you know, skill, it's, it comes down to the chisels and I really don't want to sharpen chisels. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i have absolutely not chris is really into he likes knives like he's like forged his own knife from the oh, yeah, piece of metal that. to yeah to doing the handle and all that jazz um and he's super into sharpening and all that but i have absolutely i think i've said this on the podcast before i have no interest in ever hand cutting a piece of joinery and if that makes me not a woodworker then i will happily change my title (laughs) but uh all i know is i've been able to pull off a butt ton of projects without any of that and i really don't foresee myself anytime soon getting into that kind of thing and it it, it's different though i mean this is the age-old argument or topic on this podcast is the difference between a hobbyist and a business you know i can never profit hand cut stuff so right yeah we always we have that conversation um you know every other episode yeah really every other month um or two months whenever whenever episodes go live i I really did enjoy it because when i was cutting those dovetails like dang i feel like a woodworker right now this is like a craft but what do i use those things for it's they're just sitting i have my wallet in one of the little boxes and then (laughs) like something out like my car keys in the other so Right. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. And I have an, a huge respect for those of the people who can like pull that, pull those off Christian and pull snaps. them off. Well, yeah, dude, miss that guy. I brought like 20 cigars. <laughs> <laughs> That's a jam, dude. Well, a That's a jam. Actually, right? Yeah. On that, uh, Sacramento trip. Mm-hmm. Sacktown. 
Um, but yeah, definitely not discounting. And I, I have a mad respect for those people and a mad respect for you even for attempting it. Because I know that if I did it, it would come out horribly and I wouldn't want to do it anymore. So that's why I don't even try. I don't I just don't have any interest. It's the same thing with turning. I know you got really into turning, but I just mm. have no interest. Turning actually kind of scares me. Excuse me, goodness gracious. Turning. turning scares me a little bit. Yeah, I had that turning craze for quite some time. I just, uh, what I really ought to do is, uh, my, I want to turn bigger things like bowls, and the Rockler mm-hmm. lathe I have just isn't powerful enough. Right, right. So I got a buddy of mine that wants to, uh, um, he's trying to clear out his storage locker, and he's got a big lathe, uh, like a big floor model jet or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's also helping me with the Mustang. And I was like, hey, you should totally put, store that in my shop so it's out of your way. <laughs> um, and he was like, why? Do you, do you want it? And I was like, yes, please bring it over to my house. Let me use it. I want to turn again. And I just don't you know, have a, a lathe that can do it. Um, I had so many issues with that Rockler one. Yeah. But yeah, just little things to mix it up because I, I just get stuck in the mundane and and routines and lose interest but i mean i can afford to lose interest and just not do it right well like, yeah. yeah that was our yeah you know hobbyist versus uh, full-time thing again but um, i don't have to be i interested. hear that well that's why that's why i kind of took a big uh big step in trying to like activate other hobbies you know because woodworking was so much fun to me for so long and then it's it's still very fun to me but it's slowly lost that excitement to a degree uh so that's why i've been really trying to focus on new hobbies i mean granted we have this new house that's a ton of work so that's kind of a hobby but it's a lot of work like we just replaced the water heater yesterday we did that uh i guess i did that myself technically um but that was fun and i started like playing with legos as it's and i hate saying that out loud but they're freaking fun (laughs) legos are cool uh yeah, it's a good time. And especially because, like, you can get Lego sets that are from things you like. Like, I did uh, I, the uh, Thanos Infinity Stone gauntlet glove thing. And I love the Avengers and things like that. So, that was cool. But anyway, so, yeah, hobbies are super important. But I can totally understand why you... Because you've gone through phases where you've been making a bunch of money with your woodworking yeah. projects, you know? And then you've gone through phases where you haven't been selling things. And then that seems to take away some excitement from it it's yeah. kind of like a side hustle i guess not not even a, just a yeah, hobby it's just you've definitely less, made. less interesting if it's not profitable um, yeah totally well then it kind of gets a lot more expensive because you're just buying stuff for yourself and whatnot yeah exactly it's like oh, i should buy a new gun i should buy a bunch of hunting gear even though i've only been out twice yeah um, but that's i feel that i tend to dive into things way that's the whole reason i whole way I started my woodworking career is because I just dove way too into it, way too hard, unnecessarily hard. Like I bought a $400 miter saw to cut a couple of two by fours when I could have just used a freaking hacksaw. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And yeah, my brother, he's very to, thankful. I made that. Decision. My brother had a bar in his house that we built in Florida and, oh gosh, he had, uh, we built it with all hand saws and I was still working in construction and the place I worked with did all two by six framing for the studs mm-hmm. and walls. And um, so I basically convinced him that we needed like two by sixes for this four foot bar <laughs> and we were cutting two by sixes with a 
hacksaw and like a little plastic miter box uh, making oh yeah knives and oh my god that thing weighed like 400 pounds like it was the <laughs> heaviest bar ever um but it was all done with uh hand saws uh, which is kind of fun but that's so stuff. funny because it could have been done in like two hours with a miter saw <laughs> That's so funny. That reminds me of this project. It was probably like my fourth or fifth woodworking project, a, a very small scale projects. But my sister wanted this headboard. And for whatever reason, I built it out of, I, I used a hammer and a nail. Like I had several drills to screw things, but I hammered in nails. I have no clue why I made that decision, but, and it seemed so right at the time, but I used the hammer and nails. That, that was the first thing I ever made that got me into making things, which it was a scrap piece of like one by four, maybe one by six. That was like beat up and whatever. And I grabbed a bunch of loose nails from my dad's toolbox and just put like six nails in it and told my mom I made her a coat rack for Mother's Day. Never went up in Sharp the nails. Yeah. yeah. Never, uh, was never in the house. I'll have to ask her if she still has that. Um, that was like 20 years ago. Um, That's great. And uh, yeah, hammer and a nail. Man, I always hate it when people, I don't hate it, but whenever people ask me, oh, how'd you get into this? Like, did your dad do this and all that? And I'm like, no, no, I just decided to do it one day. And that's my story. That's really yeah. all there is to say about it. I've been trying to like, in like the back of my head thinking about like what a cool story would be that I could start telling people, but I got nothing. My grandpa was never into woodworking. My dad was never in woodworking. It's just me. I got a wild hair one day and I started it and that was that. That's literally the, the whole story. Yeah. My, my, I mean, mine definitely, and we, we've talked about where we kind of got into it before, but like, yeah, mine started with, I just liked figuring how, like, when I look at things, I like to see how they work and how they, you know, get put together and take them apart and, did that with home remodeling. I saw X, Y, and Z, all these tools, and then just, oh, I could I could glue and screw this stuff together and, and cut, and it kind of just grew slowly. But yeah, no no carpenters in the family, no nothing like that. Um, but my parents and I, we always fix things that like broke at the house. You know, if toilets failed, we would take out the insides mm-hmm. and fix them. And, See, I don't even have that, dude. Like, it's admittedly, my dad was not the handiest of guys at all. So, oh, I didn't say we were handy. It's so weird. <laughs> you tried, you tried though, which is half yeah, of the battle, we had, honestly. We spent time on YouTube before YouTube was as big as it was now. It is now, but uh, how to fix toilets for dummies? The book, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but no, we we figured it out. That's the name of the game, dude. It's pivoting and figuring it out. Oh, speaking of pivoting and figuring it out, freaking nightmare struck my shop the week before Thanksgiving, or leading up to Thanksgiving. Listen to this. Domino failed me. Oh, no. My Mercosander failed me. Yeah, Mercosander failed me. I didn't know about that. Laser failed me. How did the laser fail? All three the same day. Uh, It was... I want to say it's user error, but it was not. Um, I guess what the true gist of what happened is that my laser beam coming out of the the nozzle wasn't perfectly straight down, so it was nipping the 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 tip of the nozzle, and it was causing the nozzle to heat up like crazy. Obviously, a laser beam is very very hot. Yeah. Um, So the nozzle heated up. The heat just continued to rise through the system, and it ended up frying one of the lenses that helped focus the beam. 
So I had to get a replacement for that and a couple other tiny parts that f- failed because of that. Um, so I'm hoping once those come in, it's a really easy fix to get back up and running, but we shall cross that bridge when we come to it. Nice. Oh, real quick on that note, wanted to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of this podcast and that is Jobber. They're having some killer Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales going on right now until the 29th, I believe. So if you haven't already checked out Jobber, go follow the link in the bio to get your two week free trial and capitalize on these Black Friday savings. And then I had the Festool Domino. For some reason, I cannot swap the bits out. So the the button you press to hold the collet in place mm-hmm. while you loosen the shaft of the bit or whatever, it's not working. So it's not engaging at all. Mm-hmm. So I can't swap out the bits at all. I can't get a second wrench in there to get it out. You know, like kind of how you do with a router. Yep. So that stinks. Uh, I had to send that in. It should be back in hopefully under a week. And then the Merca sander, that's the biggest hit. That's kind of one that I cannot get around without using. Um, apparently some switch inside of it has faulted. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's being fixed. And I hope that it comes in the next few days because I really need to get that back in the shop. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun stuff going on over here. Being down a sander, especially your workhorse sanders, just crippling. <laughs> yeah and, and i thought about like going to buy a new one thankfully i'm not that desperate right now because um, that would be a big hit to the budget obviously but i think uh they'll get it back to me pretty quickly i hope they're really responsive the repair center for Merca, so got my fingies crossed you know that issue with my festival back and they festival had that back to me and from indiana to california probably two weeks total Oof, I hope I get the domino back sooner than that. They said it only takes two days to repair it, so let's see if it takes like three days to get there, four or five total days to repair it, and then another three days back. That's what, eight, nine, ten days max? So I guess, yeah, two weeks makes sense. Anyway, I'm not going to think about it. I don't want to stress myself out any further. Um, I think it's time we wrap up this pod real quick because I do want to go back, get back out in the shop with Chris and uh, bust out some projects. Doggy, as usual, it was fantastic talking with you. And I love you so much. And I love anyone who's listening to this podcast for this long. And I hope you have a great and prosperous life. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Peace. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. From the Maker Made Boys. Peace. Peace, peace.